he came walking in and uh, Dave Ragone, his name is. And he said, John Servino. I said, yeah. He says, I don't even know if you remember me. The hardest interview I ever had in my life was with you at Westcon. He played at her sinus college. The buddy from my, the head coach of sinus was Steve Gilbert had recommended uh, Dave. He came up and there, Joe, you can get a kick out of this too. He said, I'm in a three piece suit tie on. You got me down in a three point stance, <laughs> talking, teaching progression. <laughs> he said, I said, did I hire? He said, no, you didn't hire me. He said, <laughs> but it was the toughest interview I ever had. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Westcott Football Podcast, Bart Pastrana with the coach, Joe Loth. And we are going to be joined in just a little bit by someone that Joe knows extremely well. Worked for him and, um, well, let's put it this way. Learn from him a great deal. Coach John Servino is going to be joining us. Been a, been a while since Big John's been around. Yeah, without a question, you know, my coaching journey, I, my first two years, I was a graduate assistant down at SMU, Southern Methodist, and then I got hired here, you know, as my second coaching job. I was here for four seasons, uh, worked directly with John. Uh, you know, I was the defensive coordinator, but it's kind of his defense a little bit. When we, it definitely was his defense, learned a lot of football, and uh, he's definitely a character. You know, you get to know that a little bit here, a little bit, but as, as you've heard from a lot of the coaches that have come on here and that worked with me when I was here before with Coach Servino, we, we all learned a lot of football from him, especially a lot of structure and stuff. You know, one thing I'll always bring up about John is that while a marvelous coach, also a very interesting character. And by that, I mean, if they were to make a Division Three version of Madden football, okay? Now, it, you know, everybody, a lot of people just remember the late John Madden from his TV stuff and how excitable he was. Well, they never got to watch him on a sideline. John Madden was a very active guy, but... Animated. Um, animated, yes. But also brilliant, just Absolutely brilliant. And so I I said if they ever made a Division Three version of that, it should be John Servino, D3 football, because it, you're never going to find a guy who uh, – Madden-esque, just, a, just an absolutely animated guy. But at the same time, man, could he get it done. And when you look at all the disciples, so to speak, who worked for him over the years – at Westcon, uh, the proof is in a pudding, Coach Loth. Yeah, he did a great job here, and you can see the progression took over a very poor program at the beginning. I think of my first year, we're one and nine, you know, and by the time uh, Coach his last year here, they went ten and zero, and it was a slow progression. I think year three, we were six three and one. Year four, six and four. I left. I think they stayed around there. Then they kind of towards the end got as good as anyone in the country, really. Yeah. So uh, he is one of the people responsible for bringing luster back to Westcon football. And he'll be joining us next on the Westcon football podcast. Do not go away. Welcome back, everybody. Westcon football podcast. Bart Pasterna, the coach, Joe Loth, and the esteemed former Westcon football coach, John Servino is here. Johnny, how you doing, kid? 
I am good. Good to hear your voice and and uh, and see you and Joe on this podcast. And happy to be here. Well, we are more than happy to have you joining us. Uh, we had mentioned prior to chatting with you that uh, you were part of the rebirth of Wisconsin football guy who is responsible in many ways. You know, it was going to take time, and you said when you came in, it was going to take time, the rebuilding process, to bring luster back. Uh, but you certainly did do that, and you can always hang your hat on your time here having rebuilt a football program. No question, Bart. And, and uh, you know, not only rebuild it, but seeing uh, my former assistants, you know, take take it to the next level. Um, you know, one thing that I'm always proud of is the three former head or three head coaches that followed me. I all hired and brought to WestCon, obviously Bob Serace and then John Burrell and obviously what Joe's done now. So, um, you know, you always like to leave a place better than you came. I, I think we did that. Um, and, and you always like to see success and, and continued success. And, and uh, you know, lots changed in the landscape of New England college football, but, uh, you know, Westcon's still winning and that's a good thing. Yeah, no question. You got to keep winning this business, right? <laughs> it's either left-hand side or right-hand side on Sunday morning. Yeah, As I, Bob Serace said, I listen to you guys' podcast. He still looks at the paper too. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> John, how did you, how did you come to Westcon? Um, so I actually came with the previous head coach, uh, Ken Brasington got the job. Um, I was, I had worked with Ken as, uh, an assistant at Mercyhurst. And then I was at, uh, at Shippensburg. We had just got let go. And a little known fact, I'd actually accepted the head coaching position for the Boiling Springs high school football team in Boiling Springs, uh, Pennsylvania, the fighting bubblers. Um, I asked them not to not to announce it because I knew Braze was interviewing at Westcon, and he said, if I get the job, I want to bring his defense coordinator, full-time position, blah, blah, blah. Well, um, he on his interview, he had me come up. I met with with Ed and, and, and uh, you know, the people at Westcon. Obviously, Braze got the position, and he hired me, and it was announced in the paper, um, you know, in the transactions. Then I had to go back and tell Boyd Springs I'm not coming. But uh, that's how I got to Westcon. Obviously, I was the defense coordinator for two years. And then uh, when when Ken moved on, um, I inherited the position. And the reason I wanted to bring that up is that because you had mentioned assistants who became head coaches, you were in that position at Westcon as well before being elevated to being the uh, the head coach here. And, uh, and again, you, you had a tough situation when you took over as the head coach, but Ed Farrington, the then athletic director, had a lot of faith in you, John. Yeah, you know what? It was a tough situation. There's, there's no doubt. Uh, we knew, I think, one of the first interviews I had with you, I said, boy, this is going to take some time, but we're going to try to do it the right way and, 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 and recruit the right type of you know, student-athletes that would be successful at WestCon. And, and some good things happened. I mean, we used to play on what I call the Astro Dirt at the Midtown Campus Field. <laughs> you know, in our conditioning, uh, uh, Joe, I don't know if you were there when this happened or not. You might have been. We used to, instead of running gassers at the end of practice, 
uh, if the guys could fill their helmets up with rocks, they didn't have to run. No, that was actually, um, that was actually before me. I think that yeah, was before yeah. your time. That's yep. right. But uh, Bobby Guarini and some of the old names were there. Um, you know, so there were some things that happened to help the success. Um, I, I think for uh, developing relationships, um, you know, with the people in administration were important. Obviously, you know, the turf on the Midtown campus field, the O'Neill Center, all that stuff. I never got to coach in the new stadium that you guys have now. I guess it's not new anymore, but straight. But I was part of the design team on that. And, and, and you know, always feel good when I, you know, I, I don't get to damn very much at all. But I remember driving by once, I had to pull off the roads. And this is amazing compared to, you know, the facilities we had years ago. So, you know, a lot went into it, but uh, certainly feel good about where I left the program. And I think Bob would say when he took over, it was in, it was in pretty good shape, certainly compared to when I took over eight years previous to that. <laughs> well, you you talk about developing and building. Part of that process uh, was bringing in guys who were, were going to accept that this this was going to be a rebuild, not just players, but coaches as well. I mean, eventually, Coach Loth joins your staff, but uh, you were known for bringing in guys who would fit into the Servino structure to coach these young men. You know, that, that's a great point, Bart. And I, I just, just sitting here thinking when we were trying to go, the guys that, that I was able to hire and that have moved on is just an unbelievable list. Uh, you think of Dave Brock and Jimmy Salgado, obviously active coaches in the NFL. You know, Bob Serace went from uh, West Con, you know, to the NFL. Um, you know, Bobby Guarini is a legend. Bobby passed away about a year and a half ago, but was it was one of my first hires and, and uh, um, you know, Tim Weaver, Kirk Sharaka, division one offensive coordinator, obviously Joe. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm forgetting a ton. Paul LaPolice. Paul LaPolice, actually, yeah, NFL, CFL head coach. Um, you know, and it was a unique situation. We had one full-time assistant and then, you know, that was usually the offensive coordinator. And then the defensive coordinator was, quasi full-time and the rest of these guys, you know, made enough money to, uh, um, you know, barely survive. Um, we had a, 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 a food service, you know, they had a meal card, they had a part-time job at TK's American cafe and, and, and all the free cocktails they could win after drink after a game. But, you know, we pieced it together, but those guys, you know, what I hired were football coaches and guys that wanted to work, and learn and, and have a future. Um, and, and that was, you know, one, one of the proudest moments when you're a head coach. And I, I vividly remember guys coming in saying, Hey, I got this opportunity. I said, definitely go for it. Can I help you? And then when they came in and told me they got the job or leaving, it's always bittersweet. You got to replace them, but that's what it was all about. Um, and we rehired guys. Kirk was with us. Shiraka, it's a part-time coach, got, got a full-time job. When Bobby left, brought him back as the defensive co offensive coordinator. You know, then he left again, and that's when we brought in Bob Serace. So a lot of good people. And uh, the one thing I always wanted is someone that a coach that could recruit. Because bottom line, plays don't win games, players do. And, and if you can recruit, um, you know, it's the same thing in sales. People buy from who they like and who they trust. And, and that's the hallmark of recruiting. 
Well, you've always been a great salesman coach. You know what? People ask me what I'm doing now, and and boy, that's got to be totally different. I said, it's really not. I <laughs> said, you know, recruiting is sales, and in some ways, sales is tougher. Um, you know, I mean, because it could be a lower price or a better product. Um, you know, in Division One, everyone's scholarship, and you're recruiting, and it's the same. And 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 even in D three, I mean, you know, they're going to get their financial aid package, but it's about where do they feel like that they're going to get taken care of. This is a place for them and they're going to grow their next four years. And, and who's making the decision? Is it mom? Is it dad? Is it the high school coach or is it the recruit? It's usually a combination. Yeah, coach, you know, I'll tell you the thing that I learned the most from you. Uh, and I was telling Bart about this earlier uh, when we were having a little technical di uh, difficulties was structure. I thought you brought in a offensive plan, a defensive plan, and we were not going to deviate unless we could prove or show why we should deviate from that plan. And we stuck to that plan, recruiting-wise, offense, defense, special teams. I just thought the structure that you taught us young coaches, how to build structure, was invaluable to me as a head coach even, even to this day. Joe, Joe, I appreciate hearing that. And I remember we talked, it was a while ago, maybe the year or two after you got the job, and you say, a lot of the things we do now, we did, you know, 10, 15 years ago when you were the head coach. And, and I think you got to have that. I, I really do. And, and uh, um, you know, I, I think it, it's something when things aren't good, you can fall back on that. Or when there's an issue, well, hey, you know, we've done this, this and this. Here's the outcome. We need to continue to do that. And I always felt at WestCon you know, you're kind of coaching the coaches first, yep. um, you know, as a head coach. Um, and, 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 you know, I was lucky. I, I worked for a couple of really, uh, I thought successful division one head coaches and Earl Bruce at Ohio state and Mike Godfrey at the university of Pittsburgh. And a lot of what we did, I kind of took from those two systems. Yeah. I, I the one thing I, I want to bring up is that a lot of people don't realize before you were working with, with Brazington, uh, you had had that you were to the football life born, John. This is something that you had always loved. And so, you know, when people first hear about you working uh, with Brazington and then becoming the head coach here, there's there's a lot of John Servino even before that involved with football. No question, Bart. And, uh, um, you know, I, I grew up in football. I, I played for my father in high school. Um, you know, I actually played for him in prep school, in high school, and actually a year in college, too. Um, so, you know, I, I, football was, you know, always in our lives. Um, my daughter, who's a doctor now, one of her interesting stories, she's been to over a thousand football games in her life. Um, you know, <laughs> so it definitely um, it, it kind of formed what I wanted to do. Uh, I realized quickly playing college football at West Virginia Wesleyan that my days were not going on to the NFL. So if I wanted to stay in the game, I need to get into coaching. And then was just fortunate to, you know, to be a GA at Ohio State, to be a GA at Pitt, where not only was I exposed to that program, but had an opportunity to really learn. And then, you know, and had a, I coached at every level. I was at Division II at Chippensburg and at Mercyhurst. Um, obviously, uh, you know, some one double A spots too at Northeastern. So always tried to learn from everywhere you've been and take that with you. 
and, and just have conviction in what you think you need to do. But yeah, it, it's a football life. And actually, you know, I, I want to say my dad passed away recently. It was kind of the end of uh, end of the year. He just turned 92. And I can't tell you how many ex-players and coaches from WestCon reached out to me, whether it was a text or they heard Dave Sess, if you remember that name, Ooh, the quarterback that Norristown. I recruited from Norristown. Still, he was at the funeral. Um, and, and my dad coached too. And and I, you know, he he probably didn't miss a game of WestCon football the eight years or however long I was the head coach. Um, you know, it was great just to hear from those guys and and just that they were thinking of me and remember the old man, including our trip to Germany. Uh, my dad made the trip and was the de facto defensive coordinator um, over in Germany when we played the Leipzig Lions back in the day. <laughs> hey, Coach, talking about uh, when you were coaching here, best win you had when you were here. Like, what do you, you know still? What, Joe, what game do you that, think about still? Boy, that that's a. T- I, I probably got three or four. Um, the first one quickly was the first win of my career. Coast Guard, the drive. A Coast Guard. You remember that? No, I was and not. We that ran was the- on about eight times in a row. Oh, yeah. We're talking about sticking to plays. <laughs> um, I still have the ball. It's sitting in my office over there. Um, I, I think that 99 season, we had some great wins. You know, to beat Plymouth State at Plymouth State, which we hadn't beat. West kind of hadn't beat Plymouth State, I think, since you know Paul Pasqualoni was a head coach on the road, and we beat them 12-9 in a great defensive game. And I remember the next week we had Springfield. We were undefeated. I think they were undefeated, maybe had one loss. We had two pretty good injuries, or not good, but we had two starting linebackers out. I knew we were in trouble on defense. We opened the game with an onside kick. Bartolini recovers it. First play, touchdown, and literally – it was who had the ball last. I think we won 56-48. You know, to win those two back-to-back in two different games um, are probably two memories that I have. And then the last one was beating Montclair at Montclair. And the speech before the game and after about the best players in New Jersey are at West Con, not at Montclair State. That was a big win. Coach, was that the game where, where we pulled into the parking lot and we had an issue with, with the guy parking the bus or showing we, us where? We did. If, if you remember <laughs> that, and I'll keep it clean because we're on a podcast. But, yeah, we pulled the bus up, and, and I went to get off the bus, and the AD from Montclair, they always thought they are a little better than everyone, too came up and literally ripped me up and down. You can't park the bus here, blah, blah, blah. So I got back in the bus and I just went off. I think I gave a better pregame speech on the bus and it was three hours from the game, but we were ready to go. There's no doubt. That is that game, Joe. Yeah, I remember. What about uh, toughest loss? Um, wow. Probably back to Montclair, probably the playoff loss. Uh, you know, if you think about that season, we were undefeated, uh, still the only undefeated regular season in West Con history. We had the bye the first week, and then we played Montclair. Um, you know, Matt Lefevre, who was a great quarterback at West Con, I think finished third for whatever, and it's a Mecklenburger world, whatever the Division Three Heisman was, hurt his shoulder the opening play. We ended up getting beat. Um and and I really felt like, you know, we got a tough draw. Obviously, Montclair won the first round. It's tough to beat anyone twice in a season. I, that team was good enough to make a deep run into the playoffs. And to be honest with you, I kind of 
had a pretty good inclination. That was it for me at West Con. Um, you know, so that's probably the toughest loss. I mean, we had a couple, you know, really heartbreakers, but that one sticks out the most because it's the, the most recent till. And that, that Lefevre injury was so tough because he had taken so many shots during his time at yeah, West Con. Yeah. Uh, and he would just keep on ticking. So you almost felt that indestructible quarterback. But so that when an injury actually occurred, if you knew Matt Lefevre wasn't 100%, you knew he really wasn't 100% because he had been run over by trucks during yeah. his time. And if you remember, it was the first play of the game. We tried to hit him with the play action pass. And I think they came from a blitz, with a blitz and hit Matt from behind. And you know, he came back and played some in the second half, but you know, he wasn't his normal self. And, you know, you, you obviously one part unaffect the game, but when you lose your starting quarterback and then our backup uh, was out too. So we were re- literally playing a playoff game with our third string quarterback. Who, who's a, which who's the third string quarterback that year? I don't even remember who it was, Joe. <laughs> Matt or Yule uh, was the backup. Yeah, Justin Yule, right? Yeah, was the yeah, I can't yeah. remember who the third string quarterback was, but we did get Matt back the second half thanks to Mark Allen's magic as the trainers. Mark's still the trainer there? Mark is still the trainer. There hoping you go. He, hoping so he tell continues Mark to be I said too. hi. <laughs> hey, you're bringing up, um, you know, how – People looked at at Westcott Montclair, so to speak, and they may have at that time thought they were better than everybody uh, who came into their their place. Good, good for them. I just want to let you know they it, it was not only the the team that got the eh, it was the broadcast crews also got the eh when they visited <laughs> Montclair. I can remember doing a game from a hallway, okay, looking out a window at a field that was another field away from me calling a ball game at Montclair. So, you know, you and the players were not alone. I felt your pain, Coach Servino. But but I will say this, Bart, you were not in the showers when they turned the hot water off at Merchant Marine Academy after we beat them, which was another heck of a win, Joe, that I forgot. I remember that. Um, I remember a, yeah, a You post- were there for that one, I believe. Yeah, there, yeah there's a post-game uh, story with that game a little bit. There was, there was, <laughs> yep. But again, I, I think that it was kind of uh, one of the things that I felt was important for us building the program is kind of to rally, you know, Westcon football and the players and the coaches and our fan base. It was us against the world, and, and I think that attitude helped us win some games. It might have created some animosity, but you know what? I think it's what was needed at that time. Well, without a question, I think you, without a question, developed a brotherhood, a loyalty, a uh, being proud of being Westcon and Westcon football and all those things, and and kind of a us against the world mentality. Without a doubt, every week we went out there with an us against the world mentality. I know as coaches and players, I appreciate that, I, and we did. We tried to do it, and and I think we we succeeded in doing that. I know you mentioned Lefevre and Yule, and uh, mentioned some other guys who were. Uh, a little extra special during the Servino era. Boy, there's a lot. I mean, Anthony Constantine was a heck of a strong safety. Um, you know, the the offense, Fritz Bolivar. Fritz. Um, I, I remember me and Bobby recruiting Fritz, and you know, um, you know, uh, you know, out of the Bronx, and and uh, 
Um, I think Shea Bowman, uh, who's a doctor now, um, you know, he was on one of the podcasts earlier. We we had we had so many so many characters um, and just really good football players that cared about winning. Um, you know that you know Tom Del Vecchio and the crew from Long Island. Um, you know, you know, uh, we we it just so many. It'd be hard to name them all, um, but a lot of really good. You can think about Kevin Reed. Um, it, you know, it's unbelievable. Kevin Reed played at Westcott. His official visits were like Temple. You know, Rutgers obviously didn't qualify. You know, academically, it would have been a Division One. He ended up going to Westcott and had a heck of a career there. Um, you know, he played for me in arena football. Um, you know, Brett Bartolini um, did too. Uh, you know, so there isn't just too many to talk about, but all of them kind of had that blue collar. You know what? I, I, I want, I'm going here to get an education, but I'm here to play football. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to play hard. And, and, and uh, you know, and I'm going to try to win every game. Late 90s guy Bobby uh, Viola just touched base with us. Uh, and and uh, a lot of guys have been coming back and coming back and, and touching base because of this podcast. So I just want to reiterate how much we appreciate you checking in because, um, again, uh, such a wealth of players that, uh, you know, we want to welcome back home. You know, you're always, you know, you're always welcome here, don't you, John? Oh, I do. I do. And, and I, Joe invited me back for the with the 50th year yep. anniversary a couple of years ago. Um, unfortunately, but for my son who played college football, who was born when I was a head coach at Westcon, his team was playing in Ireland, you know, in one of those summer uh, Europe trips. So we were in, in Dublin, but I did a video. Actually, my son videotaped it. And he said, Dad, that was amazing. And sent it, and Joe showed yep. it to all yep. the guys. So um, I know they honored the 99 team. Um, I don't know, probably four or five years ago, there's a picture in my office here that uh, Nick Schmidt sent, um, who was a Heckman outside linebacker, um, and Mike Toscano, who coached at Westcon for a while. But there's probably 30 guys in that picture, and it's 1999 F FFC undefeated regular season champs. Um, so, yeah, I, I believe me, I, I think about Westcon football a lot, and it was a great time in my life. Um, you know, both my children were born there, um, and I just had a ton of fun coaching there. And and uh, never, never got up in the morning and said, "Oh my God, I got to go to work." Couldn't wait to get there. Hey, hey coach, the uh, the big thing I get from our linebackers now, and I, I'm on the Austin side, but but the, our linebackers are like, "Coach, how am I ever going to catch?" Because I have our, our records board in the office, like it shows who's our all time leading tackler. You know. And all, like our four leading tacklers are all linebackers from Western Connecticut when you were the head coach coaching the linebackers at Western Connecticut. And they got like 130 tackles a season. They're all like, how am I ever going to catch that coach? Uh, who? What? I would love to know the top four. But I'll, I I'll, 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 I'll take a picture and I'll send it to you. I'll, I'll That'd text be awesome. it to you later. Desmond Cabrera. We kind of, Joe, you were the defense coordinator for years. We kind of built that defense around. It was a 4-3. It was an attack 4-3. You better have three guys at linebacker that can run and hit, you know, and come in with uh, with mean intentions. And they did. Um, we had a ton of good players that played linebacker at Westcon. And, um, you know, some of those teams, when we were building it, Bart, and we weren't very good, uh, we didn't score a lot of points, but we won some games. And, 
you know, those six and four, five and five years were really, you know, we had a heck of a defense that kept us in some of the games while we improved on offense. Well, I have to tell you, I was always impressed with point prevention at Westcott. And let's face it, you know, and this holds true for many sports at the Division Three level. Um, you can teach defense. You can build a defense if you get the personnel, obviously, a, li- a little bit quicker. You can get a little better on the defensive side before you're going to get better on the offensive side of things. And so some great minds have been here over the years, and it was fun to watch what you guys did defensively because the bottom line is you want to stay in ball games. And and defense was going to give you that chance until the offense could catch up in terms of the, the personnel. It was a beautiful thing to watch, Coach. It, it was. And, I mean, you know, bottom line is one thing you'd say about Westcon football, and pro- I'm sure still do, is the kids played hard. Run to the ball. You know, run it. If, if, if you run and hit, good things are going to happen. Uh, and, and they did a lot of times for us. Well, one other thing I got to bring up is special teams. And, and during the, the Loth era, they've not been lacking in terms of some quality special teams guys. The, the litany of kickers alone who have uh, well, been here over the years. Well, Bart, let's, uh, let's bring up Coach Servino's favorite all-time punter, Todd Homnick. And, <laughs> I do remember Todd. I think he stepped out of the end zone <laughs> for did. safety once. Might have been once or twice in the same game. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I, probably what I said to him then, I couldn't say now because there'd be too many mics around that would hear it. But, uh, yeah, Todd Homnick. Remember Adam Kennett? Yeah, I recruited four I, field goals. I recruited Adam from Rhode Island. You did. Yeah. I'll tell you a funny story. So I'm coaching arena football in the indoor league. We've got Bartolini and Reed playing for me in the, with the Topeka Knights. I can't, we're playing a team. I can't remember the team. I think it was Sioux City and Iowa. Kennett was the kicker for, for them. Sioux City. Wow. So we, Bartolini's on the sideline. He says, and the game's close. I, I, I said, we're going to ice Kennett. So take a timeout, and if you ever watch the read of football, one coach can be on the field. So I obviously head coach on the field. So I kind of walked up and earshot a Kennett, which uh, ironically we couldn't hear me initially when we tried to set this podcast up. Probably <laughs> never happened before. You know, Kennett could hear me, and Reed's out there. I said, Reed, you know Kennett's going to miss this. There's no <laughs> way. And we iced him, and he missed the field goal. We won the game in overtime. But right. uh, Adam was a heck of Adam, a kicker. And, yeah. and uh, State uh, Howard uh, you, know, you, th- you talk special teams, too. I think Bartolini led the country that year in either punt returns or kick returns. I think it was punt returns in 99, just electric player. And he and he was interesting, too. Once again, this was – I was already gone at, at a – probably my second school from Western at this point, but he was a Plymouth state transfer. Wasn't he? He was, he was, and he, you know, he got recruited by Don Brown and, and, and Don's an old friend of mine. And, and when Donnie left, the new head coach came in and they just didn't see eye to eye. And, and yeah, the funny story is he, he reached out to me. He says, coach, you remember me? I said, I absolutely do. He said, I'm, I'm looking to transfer. Um, and, and I'd love to come and play for you. He said, I still remember on the sideline, you jumping up and down, screaming and hollering. 
I'm thinking this guy's a lunatic, but I love <laughs> to play for him. We did get him. It was, uh, it was, I think what put us over the top in 99, we had a heck of a team coming back, but he was a playmaker. He really was. And, and just, uh, um, as far as someone coming into the program as a, as a veteran, he meshed really well with the current team. And he was also the only guy, um, or I should say one of the few guys I've ever seen did everything but sell hot dogs at the, at the stadium. He was, he was just tremendous. You could put him anywhere, do anything. Yeah. I know he's on our he, record board for something right now. I'm not sure what he's, but he's on the West Con record board. Just one season here made that kind of impact. Oof. Yeah. That Plymouth State playoff, or not Plymouth State, Montclair State playoff game, he almost single-handedly won that for us because he returned a punt for a touchdown when we were we had no quarterback and then had two huge kickoff returns that got us in scoring position. And he's a heck of a player. He really was. And a fun kid to coach. Yeah, without, without question. Now, John, I, I don't want to deviate too much from football, but – I do want to point out, you know, because we've talked about guys and assistants who've had success and become head coaches or worked in the National Football League and this and that. But you have become an ultra successful businessman. Well, I appreciate that, Bart. I mean, again, I, I think, you know, sales and recruiting are similar. So, you know, what I do every day is 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 like recruiting. I will say this, too. You got to hire good people. If you remember the name Dave Willie, coached running oh, yeah. backs at Westcon back in the day, I, I hired Will at West at, at Medline. He's he's doing very well down in Orlando, Florida. Uh, he's a divisional manager now, um, so it, it's been fun. Um, I, you know, someone asked me the other day. Um, I was actually with some old friends. Do you miss coaching? I said I miss it every day. I said, you know, it's in your blood. I said, but. I, I got to say this, what I'm doing now has allowed me to, to, to do some things in life that uh, maybe I couldn't if I was coaching, certainly watch my kids grow up. And uh, I didn't miss a game for four years of my son playing college football. Uh, my daughter went to the University of South Carolina, and, and we always traveled with the Gamecocks uh, to an SEC away venue to go watch a game. So, you know, uh, it, it's it's been a good run for me. Um, and. Uh, uh, Medline's a great company. Uh, it really is. And, and, uh, I enjoy what I'm doing, but, uh, believe me in the fall, um, you know, I, I literally, if I'm not at a game and I usually go to six or seven games a year, depending on where, now that my son's done playing, um, you know, I, I don't miss, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm on the couch all day from sport game day to the 11 o'clock game watching college football. It's, <laughs> it's in my blood. That's for sure. But it, I, Am I wrong in saying you're a vice president now? Yeah, I'm a my title vice president of sales for national accounts. Um, yes, and uh, so I travel quite a bit. I actually listened to the the Bob Sarace podcast that Joe had sent uh, driving through the middle of nowhere in Kansas, but it, <laughs> it kept me on the road, and and I was laughing and chuckling the whole time, and um, you know, so yeah, but I travel pretty much. Tuesday through Thursday, sometimes on Friday. So Monday, I'm out of my home office, which is good. But yeah, it's it's been a good run and, and uh, enjoy what I do. You know, I'll tell you one of the great things about having coached uh, for a coach here and players that played for him 
is this is not a, an embellishment. Everybody's got a great story about playing for Coach Servino. And I think the bonding thing, I think as you get, once you're done playing football, like the games are less important sometimes than the camaraderie and really kind of the things you got from the locker room, the funny stories and all those things. And I don't know if there's a guy that's ever played for Coach Servino that doesn't have a great Coach Servino story. And I think that's part of his legend is the, uh, you know, what you got from playing for him, not just the wins and losses. That's probably true, Joe. And, and and it's, you know, like, I'll give another, here's a great, Nick Lovett, if you remember that I name. Know, I've met Nick. Defensive lineman out of Jersey. He probably did more colonial reminders <laughs> in his career than anyone. Anyone, you know, I mean, I was tough on Nick, but he needed it. He was a heck of a player. He's in Chicago, reaches out to me. This is four or five years ago. We get together for a beer on a Friday afternoon and literally told two hours worth of stories. Yeah. Um, you know, we're calling guys on the phone and you know, homecoming. I can't tell me times I'll get a call. Usually I was at my son's games and it's 10 or 12 players in the parking lot, you know, either pregame or postgame, uh, enjoying a couple of cold beverages and just wanted to say hi, coach, and talk to a story or two. And, and uh, you know, that's why you coach, really. It's the relationships, you know, with the players and the coaches. And and that never ends. And that's a lasting thing. And uh, just like so many of them reached out when my dad passed away, it just means a lot to you. So it's always a part of my life. And, and uh, um, I, I feel really good about what we've done, the fact that, West Cons continue to be successful. Joe's doing a great job there. And, uh, um, you know, it's important to me. It really is. And it was it was a great experience. Well, we most certainly appreciated your contributions to uh, to Westcon. The stories, though, are going to live on forever. You realize this because how many years has it been now, Coach? And the stories live on. And that's the greatest thing about it. That's a program. You know you're a program when decades of stories accumulate and are still being told. You're part of a football folklore here in Danbury, <laughs> Connecticut. That's they, a good they, word. My kids have heard some of those stories, too. Not, that, all, that, not all of them, though, happened? probably, right? Probably What's not that? all of them, though, right? Not all of them. No, no. No, there's some that... Uh, what happens in Danbury stays in Danbury. Yeah. We'd have to sign waivers, right? To, yeah, to that's right. <laughs> you still enjoy a good steak? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> One thing I do remember from, from back in the day is that, you know, we know there are budgets. We know there are this, no, there are that. But you can't pass up the opportunity to have a good steak. Right, Coach? Good steak and maybe a nice painfully dry martini with it. And then uh, uh, to top it off with a little nice good red wines. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And it, and they were always better, uh, always tasted a little bit better after after W's. You know, you brought up uh, <laughs> Kings Point Merchant Marine uh, before. And I to this day, and I know there are military institutions and, and academies, et cetera. But to this day, I'm always a little wary when the people handling the cannon in the end zone necessarily skilled professionals if you know what i mean i'll trust i'll trust a you know a, a real army sergeant 
or, or a corporal even or a private. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes those guys at Kings Point, they, they would tilt that cannon just a little bit, Coach. Had me worried. The, the key thing was that cannon not going off much because I think they shot it after every touchdown. So the, the, and the less they fired that, the safer we felt. Hey, hey John, how's BB doing? Every how's your wife? BB's good. Yeah. She's really good. Make sure you um, tell her I said hello. I, I absolutely well. It's it's funny. I said, you know, I got this thing on my calendar today, and and, and I put it in as my own meeting because I didn't want to have anything else scheduled. And I'm thinking, like, what is this? Oh, I'm on the West Gun Football <laughs> Podcast. She started, she says, all right, I need to hear that link. I know you're going to send it to me. She's doing well. She okay, is. Good. Thanks for asking. Good. How's your family, by the way? Great. My youngest is running track. Uh, my oldest is graduating pretty soon. A degree in uh, mechanical engineering. So uh, all's going well, both in college right now. That's awesome. And, Bart, you know this. When I hired Joe, he was – he was a young, I think you were coming out of SMU yep. as a GA, yep, right? Yep, two years at SMU. Yeah. Yep, and, you know, came to WestCon and uh, obviously came back, met his wife there. She's a, a Bethel girl, if yep. I remember right. Yep. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's it's unbelievable the connections uh, WestCon football has throughout the country, really. Yeah, and, you know, and along the way, you know, if you come up with a good recruit during your your travels, you happen to spot one, you, know, you can send them on down here, Coach. That's that's uh, that's for sure. There's no doubt. <laughs> do you ever do you ever get that get that itch watching <laughs> watching anything and saying, ah, I don't know, I don't know if this this kid should be here. I don't know. If the, do you do you ever find yourself coaching a game when you're watching a game? Well, I will say this: it was uh, it was uh, four years of. My son, I got to watch him play high school football. We, we live in Libertyville, Illinois, which North Shore, Chicago. His senior year, they went to the state finals. Um, great program. Um, and then he went to Augustana, played four years. First couple of years in Augustana, it's a tradition. You know, they won four national championships in D3 back in the day. In a great league, Joe can relate yep. to that. Midwest Division Three football is really good, especially the OAC and the CCIW but had lost quite a few games. He lost more games his freshman year than he lost in four years in high school football. And it was a little frustrating. I did some coaching on the side. Um, and actually, this is <laughs> the offensive coordinator at, at Augustana, who was not recruiting my son. It was a defense coordinator. When we went there on the visit, he came walking in, and, and uh, Dave Ragone, his name is, and he said, John Servino. I said, yeah. He says. I don't know if you remember me, the hardest interview I ever had in my life was with you at Westcon. He played at Ursinus College. The buddy from my, the head coach of Sinus was Steve Gilbert, had recommended uh, Dave. He came up and said, Joe, you can get a kick out of this too. He said, I'm in a three piece suit, tie on. You got me down in a three point stance, <laughs> talking teaching progression. <laughs> he said, I said, did I hire you? He said, no, you didn't hire me. He said, <laughs> but it was the toughest interview I ever had. Um, so I did a lot of private coaching for four years, um, and some of it in the stands. And you know, you could kind of hear me too. So, uh, but the coaches at Augustana put up with that. and uh, my son ended up having a great career, and they won a lot of games the last couple of years, and it was a lot of fun. But uh, probably, I'll be honest with you, but when I got out of coaching, I, I said I am going to get out because I didn't want to 
you know, do something half halfway. And coaching's a full-time deal, just like sales is. So probably professionally the best thing I did when I got out, I stayed out, but uh um, but I do miss it. There's no doubt. It's always in your blood. Well, I'm glad to I'm glad to hear that uh, you haven't cut all ties to football. Still got your eyes on the pigskin, and that's a that's a good thing. What advice would you have, Coach Savino, for somebody starting today and having an interest in not just football, but in coaching football and getting involved with coaching football? What would your advice be to that young person who has got some thoughts about that's what they would like to do? I think the first thing you got to do is, is what, you know, what are your connections? Who do you know, whether, you know, you played college and people that recruited you or, you know, because the first job is always the toughest one. I think it's a little different now when me and Joe kind of started, it was really limited. You know, you had five division one GAs. There were no uh, you know consultants and analysts and all that. So I think now it's a little easier maybe to get started. Um, and, and actually a couple of my son's friends who played at, at Augustana got into coaching and I asked me, I said, this, I think the toughest thing is that first full-time job. Uh, I said, but, you know, I, I think the best advice is, is no, where, no matter where you are, do your job to the best of your ability. And if you do, good things will happen. If you're worried about your next job while you're there, you're probably not going to get that next job um, or you're not going to get the next job you want. So, uh, and I think you got to be fortunate too. I mean, you got to be at the right place at the right time, um, you know, and, 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 uh, and just, you know, I mean, old saying hard work works. I think it, it really does. And it still does. And you, you have to be willing to eat the, a lot of peanut butter and jelly before you're, before you're eating steak, right? Before you're eating steak and drinking fine wine, there's no doubt. <laughs> hey, hey, Bart, it also sounds like coaches' schedule's freed up now that the Suns graduated from Augustan and stuff like that. Maybe we'll see you at a game out, out in Danbury? I, I'd love to come back for a game. That would be, uh, that would be great, yep. And, and, and I promise, um, you, know, uh, you know, if you got catheters, we we probably we, we can we, you know we'll 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 make a deal we'll make it worth your while we'll make it a business trip, you know for you. We'll, no, it doesn't have to be a business trip. You know, we'll put right. the, we'll put the logo. You know, we'll put the logo on the catheters or something. The Medline logo on the, on the field. There you go. Corporate <laughs> sponsor. <laughs> well, I can't thank you enough for for being with us. I I, I hate to say goodbye because it's you know it's just it feels like yesterday. Since uh, since you and I chatted, I, I got to be honest with you. I'm driving on a road between Wichita and and uh, Manhattan a couple weeks ago. Joe sent me the link for him and, Tyson, and, and, and he had Bobble, and I put it on. I had no idea, Bart, you were hosting these. The second I heard that voice, I started smiling. I said, "That's my guy, man! I can't believe it." I mean, all those radio shows we did and the pre preview show. Um, it still gets a lot of hits, I think, too. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's great to reconnect with you, Joe. Thanks for having me no, on. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, you know what? Just uh, really proud of what you've done at WestCon. And, and uh, um, you know, I know there's there's bigger and better things had, too, with the Colonials. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, we're, I'm we're proud. We're no longer the Colonials, Coach. We're the Wolves I now. heard that. What, you're the what? Wolves. 
the wolves. That'll take a while to get used I'll to. I'll tell you what, though. Our, guy, you, our guys actually like it. You know, I mean, there's a bunch of things that could have been out there, and, and wolves is, is definitely, they've embraced it. Okay. They, they, it's still colonial blue sky, though. In Denver, <laughs> Without a question. Right? All right. <laughs> but John, thanks again. Thanks so much. It's great to connect. Best to the family. Best to you and yours. And, and we do hope we see you here at Danbury up on the uh, up on the west side for a little grid activity. Take you for a steak after the game. There you go. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. John, appreciate you coming on. You got it. Thanks. We have to ramp up this edition of the West Count Football Podcast. Bart Pasterna, Coach Joe Loth. Great to chat with Coach Servino. The the memories just come flooding back from his time at uh, at Westcott, and I really do hope he gets to make a, a trip in. I know so many players would love to see him, and uh, eh, we'll, make, we'll make it a special day for him. Without a question. Did a great job coaching here. One of the all-time characters that's ever, you know, played here, coached here or whatever. Like, if you played here, coached here, you got a story. You know what I mean? It's always a funny story, always a good story. Absolutely. And uh, – for those out there who want to remind all alums, um, eventually we'll have a video portion of this. And, and I guess the plans are, according to the pooch, that when football season comes around and we're bringing you the games on the stream, that uh, we might be able to bring you some video portions of these chats that we've had. So you can see me talking with my hands. And uh, at the same time, uh, you'll be able to see the folks that we are connecting with. And I also want to throw out there for, uh, you know, in advance, since there will be that video portion, Coach, if anyone wants me to wear their business shirt, I will do that. <laughs> for $1,000. I will do that for a small fee that will not go to me, but will go to keep supporting the podcast <laughs> and right. supporting the football I program. Like that. I like that. I, you know, no, no, no. I just want to make sure I'll show you my pockets. They're completely empty. Trust me. And uh, we will hopefully have you all with us again Bar- for the next edition. And we got our next couple guests, too. Do you want to hear our next couple sure. guests? Sure. We got Glenn Worthy, played with uh, during the it. sticker. Great, great defensive back uh, in the Coach Pascaloni era and Frank Leonard era. And then we have Mike Forrest, who is a really Ooh. good player for uh, at, during Coach Serino and, and Coach Serace. Ooh. Well, it's a, things are getting even more interesting all the time here at the Westcon Football Podcast for Coach Joe Loth, Bart Pasterna, and for the pooch. Come back and see us and listen to us anytime, everybody. Thanks for being with us. The Westcon Football Podcast is a production of WCSU Media, engineered by Peter Puccio and produced by Scott Volpe. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us find new listeners. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WCSU Podcasts, and feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at wcsu.edu. Thanks for listening. WCSU.